Hello and welcome to my first episode of my new podcast, Tom Slips Into Conversation With. I'm on a dog walk with my girlfriend Joy and my dog friend Mocker. We are going a little walk, as you can see it snowed yesterday, which was really fun. And it was Mocker's first time in with proper snow. And she's absolutely loves it. Um, I quite like playing the game where you throw a ball of snow to try to catch it in the mouth. Uh, my new podcast series, Tom Slips Into Conversation With, is a podcast talking to creative and crafty kind of people. Uh, not just knitters and crocheters, talk to musicians and um, dancers and all kinds of people. Uh, we all kind of know how kind of bad 2020 was and how 2021 is not off to the best start. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted to create this podcast to, uh, to help inspire people to get into crafting and into making and do something with their time off. Crafting and being creative is a, a wonderful way of trying to help with your mental health. And uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to create this and hopefully inspire a bunch of people into doing something different or trying something new. This episode, I'm talking to Kira. Uh, Kira is a good friend of mine. Uh, I've known her for a couple of years or so. Uh, we used to work together in a cafe in Coventry. Uh, so that's how I knew her. Um, and she kind of started her journey of music, um, kind of when we got to know each other, really, which is quite cool. And uh, it's been a really good conversation. Kira and I talk a little bit about the music industry, how it is at the moment. <clears throat> how COVID has kind of affected her creating a little bit about being an introvert. At the end of this conversation, Kira plays us out with one of her songs. So definitely stay tuned until the end. It's a really good listen. Um, and I will see you at the end of the episode with a little bit more chat. Uh, we start the conversation with me trying to work out what day it is when we're recording. birth today yeah yeah new year's yeah. so would you be like yeah. normally gigging tonight i'd like to say so but all of my like memories and archive on social media i haven't been gigging in any new year's eve so oh really um yeah i like i'd like to think it, it's a big productive end to the year but yeah i don't know i i feel like most of 2020 to be honest i've had in my head like i should be doing this but i'm not yeah let's go back into how did you get into music like when did you start um I think I started like because I remember having a conversation with you which would have been like a year and a half ago now probably yeah um I thought about this the other day actually because you were saying you wanted to get into into videos or like I guess YouTube and you've got like your Instagram TV and stuff and I was talking about how I wasn't sure how to brand uh my music stuff so I think it must have been just before then, um, maybe the summer of like 2018, I'd say. Uh, like I've always been doing it at home, but like this project, cringe, like solo project. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, about two years. Cool. So you're like actively trying to do it for like about two years or so. But you've, I'm guessing you've always been in music, like looking at your Instagram, you've like 
taking like, little snapshots of like when you were a kid, like singing, like you, it's yeah. obviously, it's obviously been a big part of your life for, for years. Yeah. But <laughs> I was going to say, it's really cool that you've like, you've kind of bit the bullet and you're just, you're like proper going for it now. Yeah. I think um, I, like, I've never had the confidence and so many people that I know now who know me uh, at, like as I am in my twenties, kind of assume that I've always been, I don't even know what the word would be, like proud of of who I am and expressive and stuff, but that's not been the case at all. Um, I see like 16 year olds now, the way they dress, I'm like, I wish I could have had the confidence to do that at 16. Or even with music, like take certain opportunities, you know? So people see you more as an extrovert than an introvert, but you feel yourself more as an introvert. And because you do like, when I, when I see you and stuff, you do have the, you do give the impression that you're extrovert and that you because you you definitely have your own style for sure yeah. i think it's really cool that you like you or it looks like you have zero fucks but then i'm sure <laughs> that you you like you do have your own insecurities as well um yeah they're all just manifested like deeply in my head yeah um, but yeah I, I think it's just time i don't know if i could say i'm ashamed but i'm disappointed um at the amount of times like as a teenager i had gig opportunities locally um that I just never I would always either cancel or kind of mess it up not spectacularly but just never really had the confidence to say okay I'm going to do this yeah um and then I suppose yeah I like I moved away and that was a big part of like realizing that no one actually cares Mm. um in the best way possible yeah yeah not in a, a dwelling on anything negative way, but just like no one's ever going to care as much as you do. So most of the time people aren't paying attention. Um, and just having that realisation, albeit a bit later than everyone else, was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this. No, I, I get that. I kind of, I feel like I had that, to be honest, when I turned around 25, I just realised most of it is in my head. I think you get to a point, don't you, where you're like, well... If that person wants to be a dick, then that's fine. They can be a dick. It, I'm not yeah. going to let it bother me. Like, yeah. I'm never going to see them again. Or, like, they've obviously got their own problems or issues or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is weird, like, to... to I don't know if you had this, but it, it felt like it was really a really slow transition for me. Like, there would be certain days where I'd just feel more comfortable in myself and then before I know it, like a couple years later, like I was doing things that years ago, I just would have completely freaked out about doing. Yeah. No, um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I think it was like after kind of my last breakup, basically, I just decided to say yes to more things mm-hmm. and care less a little bit more. And it's amazing how much more confident in yourself you can kind of become if you just start saying yes a bit more and, just yeah just kind of doing what makes you happy yeah for sure it's it's always one of those pivotal things as well isn't it like like you said like a breakup or like for me it was I say losing my job slash quitting my job because I'm still not sure which it was um but it's always a, a big pivotal life moment that leads you to turn that switch off and be like you know what not even like because sometimes it's framed in a way that not caring about what other people think means you're being harmful but I don't think it is yeah no I get that yeah 
I I mean I've I've known you for what, probably like two two years. I think so, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Two and a bit years maybe. Even for that kind of short amount of time, I definitely saw you kind of grow a bit more confident and into yourself a bit more. And it's really cool to see because I remember you saying that you were like you were gonna start doing music and stuff. And then I remember actually hearing you because like I've I've heard people say, Oh yeah, I I do a bit of singing or I do a bit of playing because I used to be in that kind of world. I used to do a lot more yeah, music yeah. Tech and stuff. Um, and then I actually heard you and then I was like, oh shit, no, you you are sick. You are a singer. You you actually do that. <laughs> like that is that is something that you're like you I can tell that you're good at. What what would you say your influences are? So the the artists that I really enjoy, um, as you can imagine, like Kate Nash, um, Girly, who I collabed with, um, yeah. people like even smaller artists like Zuzu, I don't know if you've heard of her. No, but I'll she's, give them a go. She's cool. Um, Lauren Hibbard, like some recent artists I, I really enjoy. But in terms of my playlist, it's just like a complete mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I suppose it's whatever you need to, to get through the process. Like cheesy 80s music. If it's going to make me want to create, then. Yeah, I think you have kind of got your own style. There are definitely like, when you listen to you, there's there's hints of like influence like you said like Kate Nash and stuff but uh, to, for me I I like kind of how raw it sounds mm-hmm. like it you can tell that you're the one who's writing the songs and like they're songs that mean something yeah which is really cool um so yeah I mean I, I think like it's like hard nowadays like I remember being at school and like if someone said what kind of music are you into it was easier to answer because yeah there wasn't Spotify. It was a lot easier to go, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm into rock. These are like the yeah, five yeah. bands that I'm really into. Nowadays yeah. with Spotify and like YouTube music and all that, I think it's really hard to say what music you're into. And it, cause it's so much easier to listen to a really wide range of stuff. Yeah. Which is probably like a blessing and a curse if you're trying to create music. It's strange. Like my, uh, you know, on Spotify you have daily mixes, mm-hmm. five or six, I think. Yeah. It's really weird. Like I have a few different genres that kind of pop up and you can tell like one of them is strictly like pop punk. Yeah. Like you can see from the first couple artists. And then one of them will be like kind of new pop, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Pop played artists like every year. But then I've got genres like I've got like 80s, 90s hip hop that always, if I've listened to a lot of it that week, it will be on one of my daily mixes. Mm -hmm. But then if it drops off, it won't be on any of them. Yeah. And so I kind of forget about that genre for a while. And the same with bands like Bright Eyes, like I guess like indie folk. Like it's weird how if Spotify's not recommending it to you, you do kind of forget. Yeah. Unless you go out and look for it again. Um yeah. yeah, it's weird. Another like massive question that people always ask is like, do you think it's harder now to get into the music industry? And obviously I respect the fact that there is an interview taking place at that time but I always I don't know how to answer that question like I'm and anyone my age is not qualified to answer that question um because I wasn't around when I would have had to send out demo cds do you know what I mean yeah um and in a way I think it's easy to sit here as like a stereotypical millennial and be like oh it's so much harder because of the algorithm and all this stuff but as well I think if you put time into like I've seen people put time into their social media 
without releasing any music and, and they build up a fan base like immediately mm-hmm. yeah. and it, it's insane like you said how stuff like that that's purely aesthetic can kind of draw people in um yeah because i've been kind of around the music industry for quite a while i think it's almost like a double-edged sword with like nowadays because it's a lot easier for people to create stuff nowadays because you can literally do it on your phone you can yeah. like advertise it on your phone you can create stuff on your phone you can do all of that and interact with people yeah at the same time there's a lot more people that are doing that so it is a little bit harder but i think it's probably easier now to like find your niche build up a little audience you don't have to be like you don't have to do like a thousand gigs a year and you don't yeah. have to like spend loads of money on advertising and trying to find a record deal like you can yeah. do that all yourself if you want to yeah for sure so i think it's yeah it's like one of those where it's kind of like it takes some adapting, i imagine for people yeah. who are been doing it for years mm. but yeah I, I I don't know like I can never compare and when people ask me I'm just like I don't know I <clears throat> I yeah I imagine it, it was hard for people like the Rolling Stones but it was probably hard in different ways do you uh, what what do you prefer do you prefer writing and recording songs or do you actually prefer gigging I mean it's weird like we spoke earlier about how I don't know I guess as you as someone who knows me in person knows that I'm an introvert despite whatever impression I give off um when I first started I hated gigs and I would say to people openly like the only reason I do them is for promo um -hmm. like I wish that I could be one of those people that's mainly based online and has music videos out and interviews online and stuff like that and I've kind of realized that isn't how it works um Mm -hmm. Although 2020 has proved that be careful what you wish for, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so naturally, I'd say I prefer writing and I guess just the process of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I try to do everything from like writing the song to recording the song to having like a marketing plan, as dumb as that sounds on social media. Um, yeah. Email pitching to people like I, I really enjoy the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then gigs are kind of where you let out all of the energy that you build up doing that. So, yeah, yeah. it's weird though. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone else that that dreads gigs as much as I do. <laughs> How do you write your songs then? Like, what's the what's the kind of? I kind of just start with an idea. I don't know. It's usually just a thought, <laughs> which sounds really vague. With my song "Pretty Sure," for example, it was just thinking about being in a situation where just for background context if anyone doesn't know and is watching this um how do I explain it it's a song about being in a relationship and essentially being cheated on or screwed over or whatever and deciding instead of blaming the other person to blame the person who was at fault who's the person in the relationship um so the chorus line is I'm pretty sure she's not the one who broke my heart um and it like I wasn't going through that situation at the time but I had friends that were I had stuff happens in life you know it's a big trope Mm -hmm. especially with women to kind of blame the other woman and I just had the recurring thought in my head like well I'm pretty sure she's not the one who's at fault here Mm. like I'm pretty sure it's you who whatever um and I just went from there. I just knew the chorus was going to be that kind of looped over. 
and then I think I start with the chorus and then the verse just kind of goes into a bit of detail but yeah there's no formula it's always just like one kind of thought that pops into my head and I'm like huh I'll write a song about this that's cool so do you do you start with the lyrics first and then kind of move on to the kind of melody in the yeah 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 for sure I think like I, I saw someone say the other week like if you if you're writing a song and you're you're leaving it and coming back to it and leaving it and coming back to it and it's taking you that long to come up with a melody or or some sort of fluidity mm-hmm. to just forget it and I never would have agreed with that like in the past but I think the more I write the more I realize like if if it is a good song it will come to you yeah like the melody will come to you it, it shouldn't take like sitting down weeks on end and being like oh I just can't like figure this out, you know. I think it's it's it's, it's discipline, isn't it? You need to like keep keep chipping away at it and keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. It's strange, like it takes time, but it's so easy, like any hobby, I guess. Like to the more time you put into it, the more it takes up your life. You know, I'm sure, like for you, um, knit slip started out as as a couple day a couple hours a week and now you've got yeah. an Etsy store and yeah. you know like you said it is just like keeping at it yeah um yeah. do you have any other hobbies apart from kind of music <laughs> I don't know like this is where I realize I have I have no like life um <laughs> I think just I like I enjoy styling stuff a lot um, I was going to say, your kind of fashion seems like it's a kind of hobby. Yeah, which is, I I say it's for music a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time I do just enjoy, like, styling stuff. Or, or, like, I'll do a photo shoot and I'm like, oh, this is for, like, music promo. And I know that I've got no music coming out soon, but I yeah. just want to, like, <laughs> do it for the sake of it. But it's it's something I've always wanted to do, but it's just such a a weird thing to I don't know maybe not as a job but it's a hobby for sure yeah let's talk about your fashion because like looking on your Instagram like it obviously looks like you you really enjoy styling you definitely have your own style for sure and like where do you have like any influences for your style or do you literally just just like doing whatever you want to do I don't I have my jumper on by the way yeah I know I saw yeah thank you (laughs) I can't see it this is like yeah we love it um I I don't know uh I think it it started from like being in school and obviously Topshop was like the peak of fashion at that time for everyone I don't know how to word it I was never poor as a child Mm. but I we had like hand-me-downs I say we I and uh I would I would look in charity shops and it was always kind of a a less of a socially acceptable thing than it is now yeah you know like whereas now there's deep up sellers that would be the kind of girls that would bully people in school for going to charity shops <laughs> but that's another story um but I think it came from like not really having the choice to to look at places like Topshop and and kind of having to remove myself from being involved in that like mm-hmm. there's no way that I'd spend whatever 50 quid on a pair of jeans as a 15 year old yeah um I think it just stemmed from like using what I had and having to make it work Mm -hmm. 
and now like I'm lucky that I don't have to do it but it there's some there's some joy in like trolling through charity shops and finding some really amazing pieces like it is really addictive even places like TK Maxx mm. I love TK um, but I, I don't know I suppose there was a point where I probably started charity shopping when I was like 13 14 yeah and obviously initially it's like there's kids who are like ah that's second hand but then as the years go on like people I don't know people be like oh like where's your outfit from or whatever and they they see it as something that's I and I don't mean this to compliment myself because I wonder why they think this but they see it as like really high fashion or like Balenciaga for example put no effort into their like into being proper Mm. Like it's almost comical, some of that, like how how out there their fashion is. So I think people see something that they don't understand or that isn't in the high street and mm. they immediately think it's it's intentional and expensive, which is just kind of fun to then be like, ha, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, looking at your photo, you def- it looks like you do still put in a lot of effort on like matching things and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you spend, or do you just kind of like kind of throw things together? I don't, like how was your like yeah was you how how does it work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at my closet right now and I'm like, uh, like I yeah. I honestly don't know. I think if you have a couple pieces that are more out there than the others, it can be hard because I don't know. If a lot of you, basically, my entire wardrobe is just like a mixture of patterns um, and colours. And I think the more weird stuff that you have, the easier it is almost. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of look at something and be like, oh, this is blue and white. And, oh, these trousers are blue. So they'll go together. Yeah. Um, but it just takes years of, like, buying stuff that you see alone. And it's like, what? how am I ever going to wear that? Yeah. But then when you have a collection of it, it's like, oh, okay. None of it makes any sense, and that's why it makes sense. Where do you see yourself, kind of like, where do you see your music kind of going? Like, is, have you got, like, a, a plan or an idea, or are you kind of letting it just kind of go with the flow? I don't... I should have goals. I don't have goals in the sense of, like, I want to hit this many streams or... Yeah, I mean, I probably should. But I think like you said when when I quit that job and I start like we started working together um that was really me just wanting to do it full time for like a solid few years mm-hmm. uh while I still can while I've got no other kind of commitments so I don't really know like it's it's hard to to not get down when you set yourself a goal and don't achieve it especially mm-hmm. in 2020 when everything is kind of curbed by COVID. Yeah. Um, but I think just building habits has yep. been the main thing for me. Mm-hmm. So like making sure that I do a certain amount a week or making sure that I put a certain amount of time into demos, even if I don't release them. And then from those habits kind of build, you achieve things that you didn't know you wanted to achieve. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> are you are you working on an album or an EP at the moment, or are you just? I'm working on a single. 
um, which is out next month. Oh, awesome. Which I'm excited about. Cool. Um, yeah, it's strange. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the world's attention span has decreased a lot in the past 10 years. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. I can't watch films anymore. I'm like, this is 90 minutes of my life. Yeah, we're and, the same. Yeah, we yeah. we tend to watch movies now as if they're like episodes. So we kind of 30, 40 minutes at a time and then we'll yeah. come back to it because, yeah, we, we like we're not very good at just sitting down and watching a movie it's so hard but like i see i see people release albums obviously they're successful Mm. but uh, i mean especially someone who's trying to start out i can't i can't ask people for that much attention because it's just not possible like especially when regret like regrettably regretfully uh i have to make instagram reels that Mm. get whatever 30,000 views and that's more effective than me releasing an album it's crazy yeah. um but you just kind of have to go with whatever the world is doing I guess yeah well I feel like music has changed in that way of like back in the day when we used to get an album we would have it on a cd or something like that we would listen to the whole album nowadays with spotify yeah, yeah I think it's unless there's like a new album like the Taylor Swift album album like I just kind of listen to that all the way through um but I feel like people tend not to really listen to a whole album anymore they'll listen to things yeah. on a shuffle or they'll listen to it in a playlist of some kind so yeah. I think yeah focusing on individual songs rather than because like I know like Red Hot Chili Peppers and like other bands that I used to listen to would have a there was a flow to the album and like yeah. you would know what the next song is going to be yeah even like without playing the next song mm-hmm. but I feel like nowadays it's harder for that because people yeah. yeah like you said they just don't have the attention span to listen to a whole album they'll just listen yeah, to a track sure. like it, it it makes it harder I think for like going forward to then release an album because mm. you think you're putting a lot of energy and time into one song and to make that one song as catchy and and to stand out as much as possible yeah and how could if you're doing that with every song like how could those songs then stand on like flow on an album together yeah when they're all designed to to stand out on their own like it definitely works against the traditional like you said like the flow of an album like I know I don't know if you have this but like songs that you've had originally on cd for mm-hmm. example like like you said red hot chili peppers um if ever I listen to a Bright Eyes song, like in my head, my head knows what song's going to be next. Yeah. Even though it's not because it's on shuffle. Yeah, yeah. But like one song will end and I'm like, oh, it's going to go into, and then it doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. Like, what? Like, so strange. Yeah, I no, I get that completely. Like I, if I'm going to listen to an album, I'll listen to it from start to finish. I don't like yeah. doing a random thing because there are there are albums that I, I haven't listened to for years, but I still know that build up to that next song yeah um and yeah i think like albums they used to have obviously the hits that have like gone into the charts or whatever but then they've also had a few songs that you know that they're like into and they've created the songs because they really like it but yeah it's sometimes not as good as the rest of the album but yeah it must be quite hard trying to find trying to do an album now that you've got to think of each song as an individual song 
I, th- I think it's harder as well. Like, like you said, with someone like Taylor Swift, I, mm-hmm. I listened to, is it folklore, the first one? Mm-hmm. What's the second one called? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, I listened to that d- the day it came out, and it was like, she's someone who, who has a lot of influence, who a lot of people are, are invested in. And mm-hmm. her releasing an album, you know, the day before, you're automatically going to have hundreds of thousands of people who will listen to it like that. Yeah. Um, whereas, like you said earlier, when when the industry is so, maybe not oversaturated, but so much more saturated than it used to be with people starting out and making stuff at home, mm. it's a lot to ask for people's time. Um, so even with an EP, it's like you release a song first, you release a music video, so... In, in the most aesthetic way possible, they see if they if they like what they see, essentially, yep. if they like the style of it and stuff. And then even with that one song, you then have to condense it into like an Instagram post or a reel or, I don't know, some kind of interactive thing. Like you then have to draw people in because even three minutes is a lot to ask. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder where it's going to go because, I don't know, I don't think it can get much much more condensed than it already is i wonder whether we'll see like another wave of it going back into people just really being into albums and yeah just wanting to spend a bit more time i think especially at the moment people have got a lot more time on their hands because of the whole world burning and crashing um (laughs) like every release that i've done i've learned more and like don't get me wrong i started out knowing nothing like a lot of the bands that i am familiar with in in the West Midlands even, uh, all go to music college or or even music business. They have some kind of knowledge of even the terminology that they need mm. to use um, in the industry. Whereas I was on like whatever the equivalent of like some forum where you ask questions, like I just didn't know anything. Um, so every release that I've had, I've built up, but then every release I have, it's like, oh, I didn't realize this existed. And I had to... Mm contact these people like it's just something that no one ever talks about or tells you yeah Um, and I'm kind of lucky that I've built up a network of people now that like bloggers and stuff who are very successful Mm -hmm. but they are completely against people charging for coverage and like two singles ago I was happy to pay for an interview and now I've like I said, I'm lucky enough to know a group of people who are in the industry who are like, no, that's not normal. And it's like, yeah. like when you're starting out, anyone could say anything and you'd be like, okay, like I'll, you just have to take their word for it. Yeah, it must be hard when you're like, because you just want to get out there and you want to get, and you're happy to either do gigs for free or like you said, like pay to like have your kind of interview, either do it for free or just like get them to pay you because it's I- hard to say like, even with with any kind of creative thing like I know there's the whole thing of like oh it's it's not a hobby it's a job like I deserve to be paid for my time and I agree that you know people shouldn't no one should be asking for anything for free Mm. because it does take time um there should always be some you know it should always benefit both people but at the same time the amount of opportunities I would have missed out on if I didn't do them for free yeah it's like you kind of have to weigh it up and be like okay I'm not going to do one gig a week for free because 
or maybe even like doing one a month would be more effective but it's just yeah I wouldn't have got into it if I thought it would pay like a salary Mm, yeah let's move on to TikTok because TikTok is a world I haven't got into and there's a part of me that I feel like I'm too old and I just I almost refuse like I've I've been on Instagram almost since it launched like I I started years ago back when I used to do a lot more art and like I understand Instagram even uh, reels like that has kind of like surpassed me a little bit I like a part of me knows I should probably get into it a little bit but yeah like yeah because I know that you've kind of got into TikTok a little bit I think you said like it kind of makes you cringe as well yeah it is a different world yeah like I I feel desensitized when I'm on it like people do um like point of view videos but they're not a lot of them aren't comedy they're like someone singing a line of a song and it's oh there's this one guy right and I'm sure he's not going to care if I call him out because he's got like millions of followers but for example, he has this one video that's like, point of view, you're my sister who's, I don't know what, like part of the LGBTQ community. And I come home to our conservative parents and they're mocking you. And it's this POV of him singing a song and like crying. And I'm like, you've created this whole scenario in your head. Yeah. Um, he's not saying like, oh, this is to raise awareness or you know, I have a sister in real life. It's solely just his face. And I like, I found it so odd when I started on TikTok, but now I see stuff like that. I scroll past it and I think, okay, whatever. And then I have to kind of double back and be like, wait, no, that, why did I not recognize that was cringe anymore? Mm. Yeah. People seem to build up a new persona very quickly on TikTok because it's like a different world. How do you feel about social media as a whole kind of thing it's hard um I used to hate it and we all know the Instagram algorithm's not designed to showcase creative work Mm. it's designed to keep us addicted to it otherwise why would it still be around um I used to really despise it like every time the Instagram algorithm changed the fact that people know how to to kind of play the algorithm is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's difficult because I see influencers and there's so much positivity on the app and support that doesn't often translate to real life. Yeah, um, It's easy for people to go on there when they've got 100,000 followers and say, oh, you know, like, sorry, that's my radiator. That's um, right. Yeah, it's easy to go on there when you've got a following and say, oh, like, you know, just keep at what you're doing. Like, one day you'll get there. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing just makes me want to, like, give up. Because it's like, it's like before social media was a thing and celebrities would be like, oh, money doesn't make you happy. And it's like, okay. So Yeah, I I hate that saying. Money, okay, money might not make you happy, but it, it can buy a lot of stuff and yeah. give you security of like f- for like rent or whatever or food yeah. like if you've got money you don't have to worry about the little things yeah um that a lot of people who don't have money like 
worry about. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, it's probably quite different because I am a bit older and I'm a guy and I don't get hit with as much crap from social media. Mm -hmm. But for me, like the knitting community and the kind of craft community is wonderful. Like, I I think maybe I'm perhaps a little bit less sensitive to it because I do know, like, but I think it depends on what you're looking at and yeah the kind of communities that you're in each platform is different like tiktok people have their own new personas and it's kind of hard to see if people get affected by negative comments because they have got their own persona yeah twitter i think is probably quite a toxic place as well from what i hear yeah um but i feel like instagram is probably for me one of the more innocent platforms yeah i think for me it feels a little bit more kind of community i think facebook has turned into a weird conspiracy theory platform oh yeah every time Um, i log in it's like eh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i i only go on to facebook nowadays to like get rid of any notifications and the notifications are normally something to do with instagram because they're linked so yeah you're a bit younger than me so I'm, i'm guessing you've kind of grown up with social media a bit more than i did when i was younger uh i think i had facebook when i was like 13 but i only used it for pet society (laughs) yeah Um, i wasn't allowed it until like and obviously at the time my friends had it Mm -hmm. and they were like oh just make just make an account and i just could yeah i don't think i was allowed it until i was like 16 which i get now yeah um but yeah, I think I downloaded Instagram when it came out, so maybe like sixteen as well. Okay. Yeah. So like I've I've grown up with it as a teenager, but I mm-hmm. I haven't. It's not wired into my brain like yeah kids now. I imagine. Um, is there anything else uh, you want to cover? We haven't really talked about the the whole twenty twenty Coventry Sierra culture thing, which I know that you're you're oh, involved yeah. in. Aren't you? The album, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Coventry 2021 had a project, I suppose, which was to create an album. I don't know if it was intended to be this way, but with 16 artists in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so they essentially like asked us for a time slot and moved the equipment between each of our houses for one day each. Yeah. Obviously not one entire day. And uh, yeah, so I had like all of this equipment in my house for an afternoon and recorded a song. That's quite cool. When So when does your out new like kind of album come out? Uh, so I'm releasing a single, uh, yeah, towards the end of January. We have, we had a video planned um, that we were going to book in to film on like the 17th. Mm. But obviously we're here for, I don't know how that's going to work. Um but yeah, hopefully the end of January, at least. That's cool. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, that was really cool talking to you. Did you want to play us out? Um, I figured I'd play the one that I did with City of Culture as part mm-hmm. of the the project. Um, it is on my Spotify, uh, but I believe it's at the bottom when it says appears on Um so yeah if anyone does want to listen to it it'll be there but it's called five minutes time every morning i make the same mistakes start scrolling while i'm still in bed and before
before I know it, it's now or later And I hate myself Sometimes I feel like I could be the best thing that you have ever seen Take off the filter and I look in the mirror I'm not tanned enough, I'm not pretty enough I'm petite but not in the right way All I do is overthink and waste my time and continue scrolling Well, you can imagine how that one ends Just me crying in my bed again And I, I swear that I'll be fine I'll call you in five minutes time Now I'm putting my makeup on And i got my cheesy playlist on And no, I swear that I'm okay I'll call you when I'm on my way when we run our way to the bar Feel like we could be movie stars Especially if our uber exec is a jaguar Then I have to excuse myself as you order Cause I see someone judging me in the corner Even though it's not a reflection of me My brain screams What's so funny? Is it my lipstick? Is it my outfit? Is it everything about me? Should I tone it down? Or I should just be less confrontational well, you can imagine it's hard to bat I don't agree with my thoughts, but that's still there You can imagine it's hard to unwind So I'll be out in five minutes time Such a pointless way to live what I can I'll be more positive, I think I need more than a face myself Get my way out of this mess No one's ever gonna really know me I only swear cause my jokes aren't funny I could try and be the mature one, but that wouldn't be any fun, yeah. No one tells you that following your dreams requires more money than it seems. And having awkward conversations like, what? what's the career situation? Am I smart enough? Should I just get a job that I'm proud to post on LinkedIn? Am I just lazy, refusing to let my mid-twenties in? I can drink all night in indie bars, that is me, that is me. Enjoy foreign films in the bar. No, that is my destiny. I can go back to the gym and be body confident. No, 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 that is who I'm supposed to be. I could spend 200 quid on the time you're just discovering. Can we just have some consistency, please? It's hard to be unapologetic when your life's one big identity crisis. You can imagine it's hard to more. So I'll be out in five minutes' time. I'm trying to tell you that I'm doing fine. It's not your fault, it's not your problem, it's mine. Now I get the sense across the line, so I'll apologise in five minutes' time. That was my first episode. How was that? Thank you very much for Kira being on uh, the podcast, and thank you very much for playing us out at the end. What's that, <laughs> Mocker is uh, her ears and mouth is just full Mocha. of snow. It's quite funny. Thank you very much for uh, consuming this podcast. Um, just in case if you didn't know, you can watch this podcast on Instagram and YouTube, and you can also listen to the audio version on. Spotify. So if you would like to see Kira performing, if you just listen to this, then you can go on my YouTube and watch her. Next week on episode two, I have Alida, who is uh, on uh, Instagram as Metal and Bell. Uh, she is a crochet as among other things. Um, so stay tuned. Make sure you like, follow, 
subscribe, whatever platform you're watching this or listening to this. And I will see you next week. Have a good week, everyone.